You're listening to a Roddenberry podcast. Adapting Dune for screens, either big or small, is something of a thankless mammoth task. And we're not talking about the recent Denis Villeneuve version, or even the David Lynch version. In this case, we're talking about the oft-forgotten sci-fi channel attempt to retell Dune as a television miniseries lasting somewhere in the vicinity of five hours. And the driving force behind this reinterpretation of Dune was a man who'd started his career among the living dead. I'm Ryan Myers, and this is your Sci-Fi 5, five minutes of science fiction history for December 3rd. The Sci-Fi Channel, near the turn of the century, was enjoying more success with original programming like Farscape and Lex than it had done when it started out running endless repeats from the Universal Studios stable of genre TV and films in the early 90s. Under the leadership of Bonnie Hammer, it was becoming an ambitious cable network with a lot to prove to the world. Namely, that science fiction could be world-class entertainment and not schlock or kid stuff. It was around this time that producer Richard Rubenstein approached the Sci-Fi Channel. He held the television rights to Frank Herbert's Dune. A deal was struck, which included Hallmark Entertainment, which, while it was owned at the time by the company of the same name famous for its greeting cards, was really the brainchild of the father and son team of Robert Halmy Sr. and Robert Halmy Jr., and had become a TV movie and miniseries production powerhouse. Hallmark's recent productions included the hit NBC miniseries Merlin, as well as the filmed version of A Christmas Carol, starring Patrick Stewart. Chosen to not only direct but also adapt Frank Herbert's legendarily dense novel into scripts was John Harrison, who graduated from music videos early in his career to working with George A. Romero on Creepshow and Day of the Dead as Romero's first assistant director. He continued working with Romero, writing, directing, and even scoring multiple segments of Tales from the Dark Side and, much more recently, Shudder's series extension of Creepshow, bringing his career full circle. But in late 1999, when the Dune miniseries was greenlit, Harrison had the daunting task of getting more of Herbert's story and his words on film than had been done in the 1984 theatrical version. In a moment, the spice and the film flows. To maximize its limited budget, the miniseries version of Dune was filmed in studios in Italy with additional location shooting in Czechoslovakia. The biggest name in the cast was William Hurt, starring, at least for a while, as Duke Leto Atreides. The role of Lady Jessica was offered to Alice Krieg, whose Star Trek fans will remember as Star Trek First Contact's Borg Queen, but she turned it down, allowing Saskia Reeves to take that part. Relatively unknown Scottish actor Alec Newman was cast as Paul Atreides, with Julie Cox as Princess Irulan, Ian McNeese as Baron Harkonnen, and future middleman star Matt Kiesler as Fade Rotha. Harrison felt the story was the star, which relieved him of the responsibility of trying to stack the decks with star power. The three-night miniseries, which premiered on December 3rd, 2000, exists in multiple cuts. A 280-minute international version that includes a little bit of nudity, the Sci-Fi Channel's no-nudity 264-minute version, which has plenty of room for commercials, and an even longer 286-minute director's cut version released on DVD the following year. Frank Herbert's Dune, as it was titled, was quite a success for the Sci-Fi Channel, and in any case, even before it was broadcast, John Harrison was given the go-ahead to adapt the next two books in Herbert's saga, Dune Messiah and Children of Dune. He did adapt those two books into script form, but he was unable to direct that second miniseries, which would premiere in 2003 with most of the same stars, and this time with Alice Krieg aboard. 
changes in management and direction at the Sci-Fi Channel later in 2003, a time when the cable channel became best known as the home of the new Battlestar Galactica, short-circuited any further miniseries plans for Herbert's later novels in the series. Will Denis Villeneuve and his cast get any further with the saga than John Harrison's productions did? Prophecy is not the most reliable tool for predicting the future. Let's say only that time will tell, so that the nine historians, and this podcast, still have something to talk about in the future. This has been 5 Minutes of Science Fiction History, your daily Sci-Fi 5, for December 3rd. Sci-Fi 5 is produced by Roddenberry Entertainment, executive producer Rod Roddenberry. This is a Roddenberry podcast. For more great podcasts, visit podcast.roddenberry.com.